This is the Data Privacy Detective, and today we're reconnecting with Ken Morris. Uh, Ken, good afternoon. Hello, Joe. How are you? Doing, doing just great, but of course, nervous as always about what's happening to my personal data, you know, like everybody else in the world. And so we're going to have a little conversation today. It's so interesting what, what we've been talking about. And, and what we're going to focus on here today is, is really best practices in cybersecurity. And, and Ken, let, let, let me start with this. I think a lot of people think encryption is the basic way uh, that a, a company or an organization should think about protecting uh, not just personal data, but all the data that's flowing through a system. What do you think of that? Well, that's uh, hygiene 101. So that should occur. Um, we, we would never tell a customer, don't encrypt. You should. Uh, if one is in the poker, that's table stakes. However, most people focus solely on the encryption, and encryption is, as a general rule, not the problem. Uh, the problem lies in the information that you use to actually create the encryption keys and decryption keys that are used. Yeah, and while we're, while we're on this, when you say a key, what are we talking about? Well, it's a, a key is nothing more than a string of bits or data, numbers, letters, whatever. <clears throat> and the purpose of that is to, it goes into a cryptographic engine and it literally scrambles your message so that it is not readable by someone who does not have a key. And Ken, you certainly work in this space. Now, you're, you're the founder and the CEO of Connect IQ, and uh, it, tell us just a bit about Connect IQ and what you're doing. Yeah, essentially what we do is build trust environments in a zero-trust world. Most people that are trying to protect their data are trying to do this from a zero-trust standpoint, but what we found is current technology and current best practices don't allow you to get there. And so we actually created technology to allow you to work in a zero trust world, but actually have a trusted environment for all your data to move. Well, I think you're telling us that encryption alone, uh, at least for data in flight, data that's moving uh, to somewhere else or can be hacked into, and that, that encryption alone is, is not best practice. Is that your view? Uh, absolutely. Now, there are, as part of the current best practices, there uh, it is this concept of using key management, which handles uh, expiration of keys, rotation of keys, i.e. changing them when they expire. Again, all that's good, and that works very well for data at rest. However, experience is beginning to suggest to us that using the model for data at rest doesn't work as well, and it's costly for data in flight or in transit. And data is flowing all the time. I mean, the uh, the amount of information flowing uh, uh, all over the world is just uh, expanding, and it's probably beyond all the pages ever printed. Uh, something like that, I I, I understand. Well, it, it, this is not just a, a technical problem, is it? If if you look at, for example, Article 32 of the the uh, Euro European Union's GDPR, uh, the General Data Protection Regulation. It talks about the state of art, state of the art, and the the need to have security of processing, and it's defined in a way that is evolutionary, isn't it? it? It isn't just whatever it was when GDPR was adopted. It's as as time goes on. Am I reading it right? Uh, I believe you're reading it um, soundly. One of the challenges here today: organizations, nation states, businesses. Uh, they tend to get locked in. It's, just, it's a human nature thing. 
Um, we tend to get locked into the technology or process that we're using, and we stay with it. Uh, the problem here in cyber is it is changing so rapidly, and I give credit to the drafters here to really prod uh, businesses, nation states, and the like, focus on what is state-of-the-art. But state-of-the-art that focuses on the core of the problem here, the exposure of your key to an adversary. If an adversary gets your key or even a copy of it, you do not know that your data have been compromised. You don't know that it has been decrypted. There is no early warning system in the current best practice approach with key management. And that's certainly what happened with WhatsApp not that long ago that, uh, you know, for some time and the users had no idea that uh, their data had been, uh, was being looked at on a real-time basis. Uh, it's, Absolutely. It's not like the thief that breaks in and the, the bank guard goes down to the vault and the, the door is open and the money's gone. <laughs> you may not even know it's been stolen. That's part of the problem here, isn't it? That's exactly right. And this yeah. is why so, right now it's a $5 billion business annually just to try and protect the keys. But again, the focus is not on the root of the problem. The root on the problem is the keys exist beyond the function and time for which they were created. Well, what is your view then of, of, of that we're talking, uh, Ken, you and I right now in August of, of 2019, we might have a very different conversation when quantum computing is uh, de rigueur uh, three years from now. But August 2019, what do you consider the best practice now uh, for protecting data. Uh, protecting data in flight, best practices, the keys are never, ever stored anywhere. Uh, and that is uh, orthogonal and contrary to accepted best practice. Uh, and that's whether or not it's recommendations by the National Institutes of Standards and Technology, whether or not it's the U.S. government, uh, or even businesses as a general rule that will tend to follow those guidelines. Well, what we find is the threat surface is so large, it's functioning as a single point of failure. And when you have single point of failures, um, anything can, can go down if that gets breached. Now, we don't allow single point of failures in just about anything else that's mission critical, but we allow it for the security of our data in flight, which to me is just fascinating. So what you're working on and, and dealing with at ConnectIQ is a different kind of, of, of way of, of really of, of thinking about the problem, if I understand you correctly. That, that, that's absolutely right. Uh, you still have to have encryption keys and decryption keys uh, because it's just math. Uh, and so we're not saying it's keyless. Uh, as long as you're doing encryption, it, it's going to be math. You're going to have keys. What we say is you should never, ever have that key exist beyond the time needed for its function. And so that is a significant break from current practice. Current practice is you store that key somewhere, or if you're using PKI, uh, then you have a public key and a private key, and it, it, it kind of works that way. Well, one of the other challenges mentioning quantum computing is the threat to factoring the public key and deriving the private key. And the public key is designed to be public, so now you have a significant threat service. Yeah, and, and not not to get into the whole field of cryptocurrency and blockchain thinking, but it, it it's really the uh, the understanding of a public key and how that functions with with other keys together that that is requires a new thinking about state of the art. If if I'm learning from you correctly, it does. And one of the challenges we have is the infrastructure for the current key ar key architecture is so baked into everything we do. Our adversaries know that, um, as do we. Uh, and I say we as 
as our law enforcement, nation states, and the like. So it allows us to have an avenue to basically look at each other's data. And what we propose is you eliminate the existence of a key outside of its function, and all of a sudden you now have a completely opaque uh, cryptographic tunnel. So you can't even do uh, deep packet inspection on it as well. So th that raises the stakes in terms of the ability to look at the data. Uh, and, and within a trust environment that we create, only the two endpoints are aware of the data, first of all, and secondarily can even decrypt or encrypt the data and use it um, when it needs to be used. So you don't have this, this possibility of a man in the middle attack siphoning off the data. Even if they got the data, they can't do anything with it because they don't have access to a key because the key doesn't exist anywhere in the universe until the time it's needed. Well, Ken, you uh, travel internationally and you've really become quite a, a known figure in very high circles. Uh, and I won't ask you to talk about any of your clients, but uh, I, I take it you've, uh, you've, you're in contact with data privacy commissioners in the EU and elsewhere. Do you think that the, uh, the, the data protection authorities around the world uh, understand what we're talking about in, in, in this podcast and are beginning to think best practices have moved beyond what a lot of other people think are best practices? Uh, in part, there, there is a recognition that, that there's concern about current best practices that become not best practices in terms of function and, and output and outcomes. Um, we have met with a, a number of the data commissions, and when we get to the portion of talking, and this gets right to the heart of privacy, when we talk about keeping data confidential, if you have a key that somebody who is not the data subject or the data processor and or the data controller, and they hold that key, they have the ability to decrypt your data. Now, they can sign documents all day long. We're both lawyers. We get that. However, if I have the capacity to look at your data, it raises fascinating questions about, is this really confidential? And the few that uh, DPCs that we've talked to, that was a bit of a, a revelation that the mere fact that the key exists and someone else has it, what does that now mean? Because the whole framework starts to, to, uh, to unravel in terms of the ability to, for companies to monetize the data but keep it safe while they're doing it. And the public is just not aware or even thinking much about this these days, but I suspect we will see increased conversation among the, um, the uh, DPCs. Well, I'm sure we will. We The costs of uh, data breaches, which is where the, you know, we all know what happens when uh, when there is a major one, and there certainly seems to be one every week, uh, involves millions of people. Uh, surely greater and greater uh, attention is going to be given to what, uh, what you've helped educate us about today. Well, Ken, uh, and Connect IQ is K-N-E-C-T-I-Q, for those who want to look it up on the web and Ken, thank you very much for this discussion. Best wishes with with what you're doing. Any uh, concluding remarks uh, to our uh, followers? Certainly. To remember, encryption is not the problem. All about the keys. All about the keys. Well, as always, I'll conclude uh, for today by reminding us all, protecting your personal data begins with you. <laughs>